Hello and welcome to Care Insights with the Outstanding Society, a podcast created to share and celebrate best practice, help others to improve and learn more about the amazing career opportunities within social care. Zoe speaks to Ruth French, Operations Director at Stowe Healthcare, and Neil Lancaster, a Regional Manager for Hallmark Care Homes, about the career opportunities that exist within the social care sector. Well, I want to to welcome Ruth and and Neil to to this episode of our podcast. Neil, can you start by um, telling me a bit about yourself and and your role at the moment within Hallmark, please? Yeah, of course. Uh, So Neil Lancaster, I'm the Regional Director for Hallmark. I I oversee uh, the operations of of six care homes. Uh, It's soon to be nine. We are opening opening three more, um, hopefully at the beginning of next year. Um, So I I directly line manage those uh, those general managers in those six homes um, role is very much on, on the road. Um, it's really about supporting the homes to become, I guess, as successful as, as they can be. Uh, this is through all areas of the business. So recruiting, um, building reputation, awareness, uh, compliance quality, as, as well as the day-to-day running. So um, uh, I think a, a lot of the role is discussing and planning and thinking about the next steps and uh, reviewing really what's worked and what needs to be improved and finding solutions to this ever-changing market. But I think the interesting part to my role is, um, and I think a lot of people say this who work in the industry, is no two days are the same. And there's so much variety in, in the scope of what we discuss and, and manage is, is really, really diverse. Excellent. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Neil. And Ruth, can I ask you to introduce yourself, please? Hi, Ruth French, and I'm the Operations Director of Stowe Healthcare and also one of the um, directors of the Outstanding Society too. Um, I'm the director of Seven Homes. Um, We cover East Anglia, and it's a family-run business run by my brother and myself. And I guess the thing that makes us stand out is we uh, generally take over homes that have got quite a difficult past, and um, our aim is always to turn them around and uh, turn them into outstanding rated homes. So always really focused on understanding um, the latest innovations that are happening in the industry and always really keen to learn from and share best practice across the sector. Fantastic. Th- thanks very much for that, Ruth. Can I, can I stay with you, Ruth, and ask you, ask you how you first got into social care? Uh, Well, it was a complete accident, as I often say to people. Um, I'd been working for 10 years in uh, central government in Whitehall across a variety of different government departments. I decided to move back to Suffolk um, and take my maternity leave with my second child much closer to my family. And at the time, my mum and my brother had decided to take on the running of a nursing home which uh, was on in a building on our family farm but the building had been leased out for many years approximately 50 years and it had been run as a nursing home that business had got into trouble and um, was with administrators so we actually bought the business from the administrators even though we already owned the building and set about knowing absolutely nothing about social care and starting to run our first nursing home. So that was uh, 12 years ago. And 
since that point um, took us probably about four years to to really understand what we were doing and to work out a model that that we felt was what Stowe Healthcare stood for. And since that point, we've carried on generally, as I say, acquiring homes that have had a troubled past um, and supporting those to um, achieve really good results and put in the right leadership to help that home move forward. Fantastic. No, I really appreciate that. And I think I think what's so great is is you haven't been in social care that long, but but you know so much about all the careers within social care and how how you can help people into that. Thank, thanks, Ruth. And Neil, if I can come back to you, um, I understand that, that when you started with Hallmark, you were one of the um, youngest general managers um, in, in the country. Um, what was your journey like coming into social care and how have you managed to progress so quickly? Yeah, so I think my journey was was quite a bit different to most, actually. So I, I, when I graduated from uh, uni, I joined a company to join a graduate management program. Um, and that, that was a bit of a fast track into management. So had exposure very quickly into all the areas of the business. Um, and I know not many care companies offered this. Uh, so I do feel quite privileged really to be a, a part of it and have that opportunity. Um, and I think the progression was, was really down to myself. Um, I could go through the application process when I felt ready to, but um, I, I think it was more um, in, in ensuring that I, I was ready to, to take my role because obviously being quite a young general manager, you miss out on, on a bit of life experience as well. So it was by no, e no means an, an easy ride, but um, very, very fulfilling um, and, and, and you know, felt quite proud to be, to be quite a young general manager. Fantastic. No, thanks for that. I think it's it's amazing. You mentioned earlier on, Neil, that that no two days are the same. Could you give us an example of 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 some of your days um, within the organisation um, that you have as a regional manager now? Yeah, of course. I think I think one example really springs to mind. So I was I was part of a Hallmark uh, Care Awards uh, as a, as a judge, and I was only a few weeks ago. Um, and just an incredible experience, um, get, getting to see and have a sort of very open discussion with, um, so I was actually judging for Carer of the Year and the, the conversations we were having, you know, it's, it's just incredible to see the passion and uh, the, the caring nature uh, that a lot of our carers those have and, and living by the values of the organisation as well. So that was that was one day and then the next day can be completely different where you've, you've obviously got... Um, uh, meetings discussing recruitment, for example, which we, we all know um, can can bring difficulty and challenges to to all to all of the care sector at the moment. But um, as I say, two different two two very different days next to each other, and um, very very varied. Fantastic, thank you. And I, I think that's that's amazing to have have awards within your organisation um, too. And, and moving back to to Ruth as well, I know recently you've had awards within your organisation. Um, can you tell me about the, the awards that you had and the different careers in social care that you celebrated too? Yes, so this year for the first time we had, as you say Zoe, our own in-house awards, which we called the Spirit of Stowe Awards. Um, we have now just over 500 staff within the company and we received over 100 nominations, which for our first year of celebrating success directly within the company, we were really chuffed with. Um, 
what we wanted to really focus on within the awards was not highlighting the best carer, the best nurse, the best manager. We wanted much more of a thematic approach to the to the awards. So it was really looking at categories that were along the lines of um, true commitment, um, training and development, and really giving people an opportunity across all types of job role to share the passion uh, for social care that the staff so clearly have. What worked particularly well for us during those awards was actually being able to share the good practice, because I think very often um, at national level awards, it's really difficult to capture those stories. And it's fantastic to be able to be in a room where we're all celebrating and we know we've got some stellar colleagues around us. But for our own staff to be able to hear the story of the carer who had been able to support a resident right at the end of her life to be able to get a tattoo um, in her own bed in the care home actually in the hours before she died and that was her that was her final wish and she worried she'd left it too late and that carer was able to make that happen for her and indeed it was a real team effort people around the room were so inspired by that story and giving people the time and space to share those kind of stories is I think what is most important about any of these awards. Absolutely. No, no, thank, thanks for that, Ruth. And I, I guess it, it links into to what Neil said around, you know, some of his days are in maybe crisis meetings around recruitment and what's going on at the moment. Um, Neil, coming back to you, what do you think that the boundaries are and and how could we encourage people to come into social care more? Yeah, I think I think the boundaries are probably quite historical. I think it's down to down to a reputation or historical reputation. And I don't think that many people know much about the industry and how it's progressed, um, unless unless you're in it, unless it's it's part of your life. I mean, I, I certainly didn't when I when I was first coming in. But I, I think changing the perception of what the industry is about, I mean, it, it will take time. Uh, organizations are really publicizing and showcasing what career opportunities are available. Uh, I know opportunities are really opened up. Um, there's there's an incredible variety of roles and career opportunities now, and but then people always know what career pathways are out there. And just just to highlight, I mean, companies like Hallmark, which I'm I'm very very proud to work for, uh, not only creating these opportunities, but but shout about them. And uh, this this will support the awareness and what's available um, as a, as a career in care and getting the word out there, whether it's social media, schools, universities, colleges. Uh, the, the word would will travel. Uh, we, we have to talk about it more outside our industry and I think this will really help the awareness. Fantastic no that's brilliant thanks Neil and and again going going full circle coming back to sharing good practice and and what Neil said about schools and universities I know that you've been really proactive in Stowe Healthcare with that can you tell me a bit about um, the advice you give people out in schools universities etc to try and get them into social care? Well, I think one of the real pleasures of my job is being able to walk into a classroom and hopefully inspire kids who are studying health and social career, whether it's at GCSE or A-level, um, to really help them understand the opportunities that are available to them. And we went to a school earlier this year and most of those kids and their teacher have never walked into any sort of care home before. So it feels like everything that you're telling them is from scratch. And 
we took one of our really inspirational domestic team members along with us and she was showing um, the kids how she manages with all of the PPE. We did a donning and doffing practical exercise with the kids. We did a hand washing exercise with the kids and they absolutely loved it. The reality is there are an awful lot of kids out there studying health and social care. Most of those people have never, ever considered going to work in the care home that's two miles down the road from them. It, and, you know, when I'm talking to them about what their rates of pay would be with us, the fact that, you know, whatever their age, as soon as they're 16, they're going to be paid for an adult day's work in our company. I'm expecting an adult day's work, so I'm going to give them an adult rate of pay. I mean, that's frankly far more than than they're earning in the shop down the road and the skills that they're going to learn in terms of communication, whatever their career after they finish school um, are going to be really valuable. But to be honest, we find that with with lots of the um, students who were able to welcome into our company on a bank basis, very many of those either stay with us permanently or they will stay with us on a bank basis as they complete um, degrees um, and some of them will come back to us at the end. And we have got a brilliant example of one lady who I first met 11 years ago, um, who we interviewed and took on as a carer. And she has stayed with us over 11 years. And that includes the time she spent studying to be a nurse at university, coming back to us and joining us as, as a registered nurse. And now she's a deputy manager within the company. And being able to share some of those stories um, is something that I really enjoy doing. Fantastic. That, thanks, Ruth. And I think that's amazing seeing how people progress throughout the throughout the company as well. Neil, if I can move back to you, we've, we've talked about how people progress and they might go on to train to be a nurse or do diplomas, degrees. Um, we've had a lot of conversations recently where actually people aren't that academic. And is there still an opportunity to have a career in social care if they're not actually an academic? Um, what would your advice be to, to those people? I think I think that's the beauty of the care industry. I, I think wh whoever you are from whatever walk of life, that there's, there's there's certainly a role for you. And, and I think whatever role we play in this industry, there's there's amazing people generally making a difference every day. And I think sp spending time helping others and and all our roles contribute in some way to this. It it, it gives meaning and purpose. There's there's a fulfilment in in helping others. And working in social care gives that opportunity to experience that fulfillment on, on, a, on a daily basis. But organizations, and, and, and I can obviously can speak on, on the Hallmark's behalf here, but there's that support available. Um, what, what, whatever you're feeling right now, um, we, we, can, we can put those doubts to one side and we, we can support you through your journey. Um, there's, there's ample career opportunities in, in so many different areas and companies will help, companies will support. And as I say, whatever, whatever role you're looking for, whatever the future in, in, entails for you, um, com companies can support you with, with, that, with, that, with that goal. Fantastic. And I think I think on the back of that, Neil, um, supporting people who are especially new to the sector, so have never done done care before or or step foot inside a, a nursing home. Um, how how would you say that they're supported through the induction process and 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 brought along on that journey with with the rest of the team? Yeah, of course. So uh, a lot of our inductions are actually tailored um, because I, I don't think there's, there's two people necessarily with whether there's the same skills or variable skills need exactly the same induction. So 
we, 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 we put that support almost from um, the, the moment someone joins our organization and, 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 and tailor the induction. We've reviewed our induction so many times, but, but actually we need to sit down and, and have those discussions and really find out and understand what, what, what each individual team member is looking for and how we can best support them to be a success in their role. We, we have regular meetings as well. Um, and I think this is really, really beneficial to understand how, how, how that person's feeling, how are they getting on in, in their role. Uh, we assign mentors uh, to, to support that journey as well. Um, we, we want to integrate any new team member in, into the Hallmark family. And, and that's very quickly about what it will become, making sure that every new team member fully is aware of um, every job role, every way that we can support our residents, um, our, our team members, the, the wider team within, within, the, within the organization as well. And I, and I think with that communication and, and with that approach, it, it supports, as I say, any team member from any walk of life um, to, to be able to do their, just, their, 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 their role um, to the best of their ability. Fantastic. Thanks, Neil. And, and you've both been saying about, about your teams, and I think it's so important that it really is a team in social care. And, and Ruth, how, how do your team welcome new members and staff into your organisation, um, especially those who haven't got any experience in social care? As Neil said, I think that induction process is critical and it's also a really difficult thing to get right. And I'm not pretending that as a company, we've got everything perfect. I think certainly any company who feels that way is probably missing something because as Neil said, everyone's an individual and things do have to be quite tailored towards them. People have got different levels of experience and confidence. Um, so I think this is something that as a sector, we need to be working much harder on um, to really look at how we can um, create an environment for people that feels welcoming. We all know how, how much money it costs us to recruit staff, to train staff. You know, th those first few months are absolutely fundamental to making sure that people have got a good experience and that they're going to stay with you. And I think if we can get that right for people, we're really building a team for the future. It's so difficult at the moment in social care to just get people to consider a career with us and if we can help people understand um, the progression opportunities available and give them that that confidence in those early weeks with us um, and for us a lot of that is about simple things like not relying on e-learning um, we place a real emphasis on face-to-face -face training we have um, an induction program um, that is really comprehensive um, and is an in-person induction, which also includes a kind of uh, an in-person welcome from one of the senior members of the management team, because I think it's really important in a company the size of ours, you know, a mid-sized company, that, that they do feel there's faces there and people that they can raise issues with if they've got a concern. And that should carry on through their career at the home. I was at one home yesterday where I'm working with um, a couple of team members who've put themselves forward to help us with the refurbishment of the staff room. So I met with one of them to kind of look at some mood boards, to view the staff room, to talk about what was going to work. And it's really important to me that staff at all of our homes would feel that I will take that time to do that with them and, and value them and value their opinion. 
I, I think that's wonderful to hear. And I think I think it, it shows going back to um, before saying that no two de- days are the same in social care, which is which is amazing. Neil, can I can I finally answer, ask you um, if there's if there's one thing that you would say to um, to people who were maybe thinking about a job within social care and having a career within social care, what would be that one message that you would like to give people? Yeah, of, of course. And I think when you're in the industry and you work in social care, it, it, it's quite obvious. Um, but it goes back to what I was saying just a moment ago. I think when you're spending time helping others and giving that that meaning, that that purpose, not not only to the those who who we look after and support, but but ourselves as well. There's, there's definitely a fulfilment in helping others. And working in social care gives you that opportunity. And, and, and I don't just mean once or twice. It, it, it's, a, it's a daily occurrence that you experience that fulfillment. Um, and I think if you're looking for a purposeful career with, with, with endless opportunities, as, we, as we've spoken about, I, I think social care must be a consideration. Fantastic. Thanks, Neil. And can I ask you the same question, Ruth, please? The bottom line is that in social care, we are able to make a really tangible difference very immediately and I can compare them and contrast that to my 10 years spent in government where you're really very far removed you might be developing a policy but that policy might take years to develop and be implemented and for for any uh, for anyone to actually feel the impact of that if I contrast that to social care um when I was uh, judging the outstanding contribution category in our recent awards, one of the carers who was in the final three said to me, the thing that had really made her smile that week was being able to give a resident a bath for the first time in many, many months. And the resident told her she felt like she'd won the lottery. And that had made Leslie the carer's day. And that's the kind of difference we're able to make, whether you're a carer, or whether like Neil and myself, you're in the management structure, we still have that ability to make decisions, to change practices, to make that day better for a resident or a group of residents. Um, And that's, I think, what's particularly special about our career. Fantastic. I'd like to say a huge thank you to to Ruth and Neil for, for insights into careers in social care. Many thanks. The Outstanding Society is a community interest company. It's free to join and is open to everyone. You don't need to have an outstanding rating to be a member.